Hello and welcome to part two of episode one of our revamped clubhouse combos. Uh, we're hitting the NFC this time and we're joined by Colin Scully. What's up, buddy? Oh, well, I mean, I heard the fans have been clamoring for my return. Um, basically, no viewership in my absence. So hopefully the ratings will skyrocket after tonight. Oh, from six listeners to three? <laughs> <laughs> you mean from three to six? Yeah, fair enough. Evan? Welcome back. No, I mean, thank you. Uh, good to be back. Good to be back talking football. Uh, very excited. I honestly like talking football the most because for some reason I like playing this Skip Bayless type character where everybody just gets so triggered about what I have to say. Uh, and it usually comes with football. So I'm excited. I embrace the character. You know, I embrace the persona and uh, I just run with it. I have to say, I don't know if Skip's the guy you want to be like, Ev. I mean, I'd like his bank account. That's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I look forward to see if you have any good NFC takes because your AFC was pretty tame, if I remember correctly. Shocking. Not a lot of debate there. Uh, Dan is out sick, so it's just the three of us this week covering NFC, and then hopefully we'll all be back next week to do awards and other seasonal predictions. We'll start with Dan because he's not here to defend himself. Um. So I will run through his seven playoff teams, and there's definitely one that deserves some discussion uh, okay. we'll in a moment. Uh, so starting from top, his number one seed, no shock, uh, his hometown Eagles, 12-5, and five, followed by the Niners winning the NFC West, 11-6. Lions, uh, maybe a surprise there in the North, 10-7, and seven, division winners. The Falcons, 10-7, and seven, win the NFC South. Oh, my God. Probably have to circle back to that. Uh, the Cowboys, Giants, and Vikings are the three wild card teams with the Packers and Seahawks right outside. I guess we'll have to talk yeah. about the Falcons. Uh, year two with Desmond Ritter. Kyle Pitts has been a disappointment, but they draft Bijan Robinson to go along with Algier and Cordero Patterson. I don't know if that's going to make the difference, Scully. I don't know if you have any opinions on the Falcons' outlook this year. Uh, I will say that I had them at four and thirteen, only behind the Commanders and the Cardinals in the NFC. I am not buying in on Desmond Ritter. Me neither. I think that's kind of the the limiting factor for them. I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Evan, you agree? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, he's a project, and so I just like the other players, uh, other teams, other quarterbacks in that division, even so. I agree. I think it's a tough division. I think all of those teams are kind of shitty in their own way. I think the NFC yeah. in general, I think we'd all agree, is pretty bad compared to the AFC. Great quarterbacks over on the other side. Uh, Giants and the wild card, I don't have that personally. I have them just missing. I don't know if they can get it done again this year. I mean, Saquon obviously returning helps. And Daniel Jones has looked good. I don't know if they have the weapons uh, outside of Waller now. Um I don't know if you guys have any opinions on the East. I assume Eagles favorites for you. Uh, I will say, number one, I had the Giants just miss, missing at nine and eight. They were my first team out. Uh, I think that's pretty realistic for them, right around 500. I'd say ceiling, 10 and seven, floor, seven and 10. I think they'll be somewhere in there. Um, I mean, you guys know that I have a poor track record with this whole like predict the standings by the schedule. Um, mine came out with Cowboys on top. I, I think the Eagles go 11 and five or sorry, 12 and five Cowboys at 11 and six. 
So how are the Cowboys on top if they're at a – Well, I missed a game for them somehow. So they had a better winning percentage and finished above uh, Philly. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me, I think it's obviously – I think Philadelphia at the top. To me, they didn't really have many significant departures for a Super Bowl winning – or Super Bowl team. I shouldn't say Super Bowl winning. I wish Super Bowl winning. <laughs> but – uh no, but so anyway, Dallas, I think, is interesting. I think their defense is going to be top five, top ten again. Uh, Just a lot of good talent on that defense. And I just think for the Cowboys, it's going to come down to Dak Prescott. And can he limit his interceptions? That's what's been talked about. He says, what, that he can go under ten this year. So I need to see a good season from Dak <laughs> Prescott. They lose Dalton Schultz, which uh, sucks for them because he was so good for the last three seasons. But they add Brandon Cooks, so who I think is going to be a good weapon for them. Gives them a, another vertical threat. Michael Gallup's health has always been in question. And you have C.D. Lamb, who is a top 10 receiver in the game. So I think they Somehow. have the pieces, but if they can just put it all together and Dak can keep the turnovers down. Sorry, I didn't mean to try to interrupt there, there but I feel like C.D. is somehow underrated. Yeah, I agree. And a guy Evan didn't mention is Scully's boyfriend, Tony Pollard. We'll see. I, I know more. that's – more touches extremely disrespectful um I, I expect tony pollard to have a great year he's got to earn that do, paycheck as do i uh scully you want to read off your playoff team yeah sure i will go through um you want one through seven yeah all right i have 49ers one at 12 and five um that would be followed by the lions two also 12 and five uh the eagles three 12 and five and the Carolina Panthers winning the division at eight and nine. Um, Wildcard team number five would be the Dallas Cowboys, followed by the Minnesota Vikings and the Seahawks as my seventh seed at nine and seven. And sorry, um, Dallas and Minnesota both at 11 and six. All right, I'm going to make you defend your, uh, your Lions take here. 12 and five in a tough division with uh, Jared Goff behind the helm. What's up with that? Okay, well, first of all, there's where you've gone wrong. Jared Goff is a very good quarterback. I mean, people forget this guy was going to win the fucking MVP a few years back. Went all the way to the Super Bowl, got stifled by that fantastic Patriots defense. I mean, who can blame him? No one can beat him. But um, to me, Detroit's like a really good team. I thought they were a few close games away last year. from. I mean, they were a few close games away last year from sneaking in. Uh, they had Gibbs, who I really like. Aiden Hutchinson is a difference maker on the defensive side. Um, I'm sorry. Who did they draft at cornerback this year? Oh, God. You're going to make us look bad. I know. I'm sorry. I know they got um, Brian Branch on day two. Yes, I, I know they, they added Branch. They added to the defense. I, I know that for name. a fact. Uh, Amon Ra is a star. I, I just – I really like Detroit a lot, and I – Kind of disagree with you, Newman. I think it's a fairly weak division. I mean, Minnesota, obviously, I had them in the playoffs, but I had Green Bay and Chicago both at 5-12. and 12. I'm not blown away by that ro- those rosters at all. Um, I was right with the Packers last year. I think their offense is going to be a lot of the same, except you're going to have Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to win you more games than Rodgers will. Uh, sure, the defense is still pretty good, but I just that offense is uninspiring. As for Chicago, yes, Fields is exciting. I'm curious to see how he pans out. Is he going to stay healthy? Can he stop turning the ball over? Um, 
I like a lot of what Chicago did this offseason, but I still think there are a ton of holes. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I think Chicago, for me, is last in the division. I think the Vikings are kind of the wild card for me. I think that absurd record in one-score games last year, I don't know if they can replicate that success. Obviously, I'm a huge Kirk Cousins fan, as are you. As am I. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I expect high things from him. We'll see if Madison can carry the load, although Dalvin Cook has been bad for years, and they've been doing I okay. honestly think that their run game is going to be better with Madison than Cook. I think and so, too. People are forgetting Hawk, how important Hawkinson was down the stretch. I mean, he's going to be probably an eight to 10 catch guy every single week, just like Jefferson. You add Addison to that mix who, I mean, if he's anything like Jefferson, uh, a late first round pick that Minnesota hits on, that would be an arousing success for them. Uh, and I like Osborne too. I feel like they have a really solid offense, a solid line. And I love Kevin O'Connell. So Evan, any quick thoughts on lines? Yeah. Weapons? I mean, I think Detroit's such an interesting team because last year, it, just everything that needed to click, clicked. Jared Goff was amazing. Amon Ross St. Brown took big steps forward. The offensive line was good. Um, Jamal Williams led the league in touchdowns. They had a lot of things working for them last year that went right. The defense, I think, is the concern. I, it's been the concern in the last couple of seasons for them, uh, really since they got Jared Goff. And really, Detroit as a team has always been offensive heavy, obviously going back to the days of Calvin Johnson. But to me, the offense is going to have to put up 24, 28 points per game with consistency if they are going to get to 12 wins. They could be. And I have them in the playoffs. I have them 9-8 and eight as my seventh seed. So I think they'll get something similar as they did last year. I like the running back tandem, I think, a little bit better even this year. I know Jamal Williams had a – a huge role in the offense, but I think David Montgomery can be a decent back and I love Gibbs. So I think for Detroit, their window is huge of how many games that they could win. I don't know. It could leave them under 500. It could have them at 12 and five. I don't know, but Detroit's a really interesting team and that whole division is. Yeah. I think probably my favorite division to watch this year on the NFC side, at least. I think before we jump to Evans, I think we should touch on the Panthers. Uh, you have them winning the South at eight, at eight and nine on the last spot. Rookie quarterback, and they've surrounded him with talent all over the place. Sanders, Thielen, Chark, Hayden Hurst. I think that's how you do it. I think you got to build behind your quarterback. I think the Bears could take a couple lessons from the way the Panthers have done it. Uh, what are your expectations for Bryce Young? Um, in this division in general. I mean, to quickly defend Chicago, they did take DJ Moore from Carolina, um, True. which is a great move for them and a, a tough loss for Carolina. But I like the tandem of Thielen Chark. You hope that Thielen bounces back. To me, this is more a case of I really like the defense. Brian Burns is a stud. Uh, JC Horn hopefully comes on this year. Um, Who's that guy? Is it Tavai? Is that how you say his name, Newman? Or Frankie, um, Frankie something. Oh, Frank, Frankie Luvu. Frankie Luvu, yes. He <laughs> had a fantastic year last year. You put me onto his game. Um, he's, he's a superstar on the defensive side of the ball. I think that Frank Wright might be able to figure things out with the offense. I mean, you can make the case outside of Jonathan Taylor uh, in Indianapolis. He never really had this many pieces to work with. I think Bryce Young is an exciting young quarterback. 
if the line can protect him, I think they're capable. I mean, they're not, I don't even have them above 500. And I have five of their eight wins coming in the division. I'm not high on any other wow. team. To give you a quick rundown, I have New Orleans at seven and 10, and then both Tampa and Atlanta at four and 13. I think it's by far the weakest division in football. Um, outside of maybe the AFC South, um, I, I Tennessee was second for me at six and eleven. So that like that, that lets you know how I feel about that division. But I do think that on paper, Carolina or New Orleans has the best chance to win that division. And again, it's a one game difference for me. I could see it going either way. I also may have sprinkled the dollar on a uh, a division winner parlay, which I had Carolina in. So possibly a little biased as I was going through my weekly schedules. Um, but I think Carolina has a good chance. And if Bryce Young plays the way he did at Alabama, I mean, he could win them a ton of one-score games down the stretch. And he, he was fantastic at doing that last year with kind of an under underwhelming uh, surrounding cast, supporting cast based on what Alabama typically provides their quarterbacks with. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Evan, do you want to move on to yours? See if, uh, yeah, you sure. I do want to touch on Carolina real quick. I think you've seen a sort of theme in the league where teams will draft quarterbacks high. And Granted, I understand it's the first overall pick, but these teams are drafting these quarterbacks so high in the draft in the first round. They're getting a lot of hype, right? So they come in and they start week one. But what we've seen with this trend is that normally during the rookie quarterback's first year especially in the first few weeks the NFL defense is just so different than the college football defense so I think he's going to have a, a really hard time and we saw that offensive line in their first game where Bryce Young had to get the football out of his hand in one second one and a half seconds he doesn't have any time to throw and a guy like that a scrambler a playmaker he needs time to make plays and he needs time to use his feet and get outside of the pocket so I'm concerned for the Panthers. I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned for Bryce Young even and his health uh, going into the year with that offensive line because it's an absolute shithole. Go ahead. I, I would like to quickly rebut and say I did mention that the line needs to hold up, but I feel like Young's skill set is almost built for that sort of situation. He's able to get the ball out quick, but he's also so small and shifty that if that pocket collapses, he could he, he could definitely escape or just go right up the fucking middle. Like, the guy's so much smaller than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, but aren't you field. a little bit concerned about that the fact that he is an undersized quarterback? I mean, that sort of was the hesitancy. I don't think anyone uh, coming into the draft was denying his talent. He's got raw no, talent. I mean, but I think yeah, that he, could come back to bite him. And I'm talking to someone who owns him in my dynasty, so I hope I'm wrong. I hope he just lights the world on fire goes and wins a fucking MVP. That would be nice, but... I understand what you're saying. I mean, not that he has a great track record either, but you look at Kyler Murray, another undersized quarterback who's able to make things happen with his feet. I think, I mean, we saw the tape from the first week of the preseason. Young's able to get the ball out quick. Kyler can't. Uh, so I think that's going to work in his advantage. Um, but I mean, time will tell. I, I would not doubt that they struggle the first six weeks. And again, I had them fucking eight and nine, so who knows? Yeah, first five weeks for them. Falcons, Saints, Seahawks, Vikings, Lions. Not I mean, they're, they're going to get beat down early. And... Two and three, one and four. I mean, it, it's yeah. all going to be how that team bounces back, what the locker room's like, the feeling in the building. Mm -hmm. For sure. Evan, your rankings, please. Sure. 
Uh, my number one seed, like Colin, is Phil. Uh, is San Francisco. I have them fourteen and three. Number two seed, Philadelphia, twelve and five. Number three seed is Minnesota, ten and seven. Number four seed. Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling between photos here. Four seed, New Orleans Saints. I have them winning that division at ten and seven. Uh, my five seed is Dallas, eleven and six. Funny enough, my six seed. No one's even talked about them. I have Washington at uh, ten oh. and seven making the playoffs, and then Detroit uh, also at nine and eight as the seven. So I guess my surprising team would be Washington. Yeah, we'll have to talk about Washington. They actually looked uh, pretty good uh, the other night against the Ravens. Broke their like twenty four straight preseason win streak or something ridiculous. Uh, Howell looked fantastic uh, with the enemy calling the plays. Um, you have them so what? Yeah. third, third. In I have team? them. I have them ten and seven. I have them as the sixth seed. I'm I'm all in on Sam Howell, and I love the hire of Eric Bieniemy. He just brings that intensity. I know there were reports that. Some guys weren't liking it, but this is honestly how you get better. I mean, this guy's been in a proven system. He's worked with Patrick Mahomes. He's worked with Andy Reid. He has such a, a knowledge of the game and a knowledge of the offensive side of the football. And you look at this offense, Sam Howell looked decent enough down the stretch and in training camp to earn the starting job. Okay, so that's one. You have the duo, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. It's a very good duo. And then you look at the receivers, McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown. You have Logan Thomas still uh, there. I fully oh, expect he, McLaurin he to put up big numbers. I, I fully expect McLaurin to put up great numbers. Dotson's going to explode this year, and that's a popular take. And the defense, okay, you go back two years ago when the defense was disgusting. They really didn't lose any players, and last year was so bad. It really was bad, especially early on in the season. But then in the second half of the season, I thought it was much, much better. And so I'm excited to watch this team. I think the defense can't get much worse. The offense is going to be improved. And I must have liked their schedule to have them 10-7. and seven, So I, uh, just quickly, I actually sure. had Washington at 3-13. and 13. That, That's just, wow. Uh, which yeah. feels a bit disrespectful to me. Uh, to be honest, I, I forgot Sam Howell existed, and I forgot they hired Bien-Ami. Um I, I feel like they should definitely be higher in my standings, but I don't see them in the playoffs, at least not this year. And I think yeah, Ron Rivera is just not the guy. I think I tend to agree. I have them as a six-win team. I mean, the offense on paper looks good. I mean, Howell's unproven. Like, he's a sixth-round pick. I think he probably was supposed to go a lot higher than that. And the defense – on paper, it was supposed to be one of the best. It was statistically one of the worst last year. I think that's a big reason for their downfall. So they'll be interesting to watch. I mean, you have three teams from the East in your playoff. That'll mm. be interesting down the stretch. Giants left out. Uh, yeah. I guess... Real quick, again, and I think you touched on it, Newman. That's a team I'm just not very impressed with. Uh, they never really seem to figure out wide receiver. They, they have Daniel Jones and Barkley, but – I just don't like the receiving options for Jones. It's hard for me to continue to see him taking steps forward when he's got the playmakers he has. And Waller's a huge ad, though. True. Again, I just – for some reason, there's just something missing about that team. I can't get excited about that team. They don't have a Terry McLaurin. They don't have a an A.J. Brown. They don't have a, you know, C.D. Lamb. So, I'm that, – that's sort of what I get out of that team. I, I'm just not too excited. But yeah, you had Hyatt, 
in the draft. Yep. You bring in Paris Campbell. Not that these guys are are knocking your socks off, but Hodge uh Hodgkins came on late. Him and Jones seem to have a good repertoire, especially in the playoffs. Uh, maybe he turns into something. I mean, uh, Darius Slayton, if he could stop dropping every fucking other pass, he might be okay too. Uh, I think they, to me, they have a higher ceiling than Washington does. I think so too. We'll see. I mean, I I'm not super high on them, but then all reports out of camp are that Jones has added 15 pounds of muscle. He looks unstoppable. Him and Waller were literally unstoppable in the preseason game they played together. Um, so it'll be they'll be interesting to watch. That'll be a fun division. Um, you have the Saints as your NFC South winners. Now we've had three different NFC NFC South winners. Defend your Saints uh, for the rest of us. Sure. I mean, I just think this is a team that is just far and away better than the other ones. Um, I'm just bringing up their depth chart real quick. But you add Derek Carr, so that's going to be a huge plus for them. Quarterback play last year, I mean, they obviously had Winston for a little bit of a time. So I think Derek Carr is the guy that they needed to get. So I love his fit here. All right, Kamara's suspended, but then you have Jamal Williams coming in, which we just talked about. And then I'm just – I love Chris Olave. I love Michael Thomas. Uh, and then that defense. I mean, Tyron Matthew, Adebo took a big step forward last year. Cam Jordan, Lattimore, Marcus May is now in the fold. I mean, I think the defense has a lot of talent. The offense has some proven players. And so, to me, the Saints at 10-7. and 7, It's not like they're blowing uh, everybody out of the water, but – it's a team that I think has the experience and, and a lot of those guys have been in, in spots uh, like that before. So uh, I'm excited to see what the Saints can do. I uh, I hate Derek Carr, but I tend to agree with you. I have the Saints as my South winners, as I'll reveal shortly. But uh, I don't know. I think they'll be able to weather that storm with Kamara gone for the first couple of weeks. Uh, Kendra Miller looks good. Jamal Williams obviously had a really good season last year. I think everyone kind of forgets about Michael Thomas. Uh, is he washed? I, I really don't know. He can't fucking uh, stay on the field. I don't know. He looks healthy now. And he set the receptions record when he was. So I'm, I'm intrigued. did they say he was least. healthy last year? Oh, yeah. They lied. <laughs> <laughs> Those dirty Blant corporate boys, corporations. Or as everybody yeah. calls them, I guess. Slant Blant boy. boy. Yeah. Looking at their depth chart. Nothing really new in terms of no, they've had the same core for the last five fucking years. Yeah, but, I mean, it works. That defense has always been rock solid. Yeah. Um, all right, we can move on to mine, and then we can touch on the West as we do, because I think our last group we haven't touched on. Uh, I have the Eagles, 12-5, and five, Vikings, 11-6, and six, Niners, 11-6. and six. I have the Saints, 9-8 and eight as my South winners. Then my three wild cards at 10-7, and seven, Lions, Cowboys, Seahawks. So nothing out of the ordinary, pretty in line with you guys. Um I guess we can talk about the West. We all have the Niners taking it pretty decisively. I believe everyone has the Seahawks. Evan, do you have the Seahawks as your second team in the West, or do you know? Uh, yes, I do. Yep. Okay, so we agree on that. I think we all agree the Cardinals are very bad. Yeah, uh, and I brought this up on the last episode, or maybe after we stopped, but personally, me, I just don't see this team even getting one win. Yes, you uh, did say you had. Um, I had them 17. at one and sixteen. I think if you're even giving them one win, you're just being far too generous. I mean, did you see the video in practice when the throw <laughs> goes off his head? 
That's one of the worst damning videos of like just embarrassment that I've ever seen from a professional team. And I love how it gets posted and then it's just broadcasted to everybody. It's like no one's taking this team seriously. People are going to go in Arizona. They're going to feel so confident that they're going to win the game because everyone's seen that video and they got nobody on their team. Well, I think it, it it's almost going to turn into the case of this team so bad that they end up playing down to their level at least a couple times. I I just find it really hard to believe that they play 17 games over four months of football and don't win a single fucking one. I mean, yeah. to me, they could. are the Falcons on the schedule? Are the Texans on the schedule? Are the Colts on the schedule? Are the fucking New England Patriots on the schedule? Oh, give me a break. Whoa. I think they are actually on the schedule. The Pats um, ain't losing to the Cardinals. Come on. Don't know are the happened. Bears? Are the are the Packers? I mean, their teams they could beat. Uh, let's check. Uh, Ram. Obviously, they play the Rams twice. Falcons and Texans are both on there. Bears yeah. are on there. I definitely had them beating one of those three teams. Uh, I'm curious to know where you guys fall on the LA Rams. I personally had them on at seven and nine, um, which I feel might be even a, a bit generous. But a healthy Stafford, a healthy Cup, hopefully a healthy Acres who has a bounce back year, um, and you still have Donald. Like I, I don't know. I have them at seven and ten as well, but I think their ceiling is higher than we give them credit for. Like I, dra- okay. I ended up drafting uh, uh, what's his name Cup the other day in, in Dynasty, and I'm looking at his game log, and before he got hurt, he was averaging thirty fantasy points a game. It was absurd. I didn't realize like him and Stafford have a great rapport, obviously. We'll see how Akers does. Everyone's hyping him up this year, but can he shoulder the load? I don't know. And then obviously the defense is solid, I guess. They don't have Ramsey anymore, so it's tough to say. They have Donald. They have Donald. I mean, I have them at three and 14. I'm just – and I'm probably too harsh. I mean, listen, I – I should have had a Rams tattoo on my body by now, but uh, I regret to inform the viewers that I do not. But uh, so I've always sort of been known to, I guess, doubt them. And it usually gets on tape in one of these episodes where I wind up making a fool out of myself later. So I have them three and 14. And will they probably go on and win the Super Bowl again and make me have to actually get a Rams tattoo? Maybe. Yeah, I don't trust your your Rams takes. Uh, before oh, they're we... always wrong. It's like the Evan Jenks playing PlayStation, which is crazy before we move on to some uh discussion questions before we wrap anyone have any takes on the whole purdy lance thing i know shanahan has given purdy this ridiculous leash in training camp so i'll take this first because i'm on the record years ago years ago and Mm. i was judged for it and it's always funny to bring it back up but i said once on one of these episodes, you can go find it if you scroll a long way. Probably like season one, episode 12. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I said that Trey Lance is going to be the biggest bust out of all the quarterbacks and that he wasn't going to have a good career. And, I mean, he really has had a horrible career to this point. I understand the injuries. I understand um, that he went through all that. And that obviously it's Shanahan and they're going to keep bringing in guys. But – I just, based on what I hear, I hear that he's just not been very impressive. And to me, it works so well with Purdy. Uh, CMC was very good with Purdy. Kittle was great with Purdy. Ayuk was great with Purdy. 
to me, it's hard to go away from that when you saw the proven results that it was working. Yeah. Purdy um, over Lance for me would be my opinion. I haven't seen too much. I know that I saw something that was like, is Kyle Lance rigging the system so that, that Purdy ends up being the starter, like calling a bunch of runs when Lance is playing and then a bunch of passes when Darnold was in. I mean, do people really have that much fucking time on their hands that they're going to count the passes and run calls in a fucking pre... Like, come on. I mean, come on. It, look, even if he's doing that, it's his prerogative. He, he can do whatever he wants. He's the football coach. That's his job. He, he picks the roster. He sets the depth chart. Not picks the roster, but definitely has a say in it. Sets the depth chart. I mean, I agree with Evan. Uh, Trey Lance sucks. And uh, to quickly embarrass myself, my my bust of that quarterback class was Trevor Lawrence. Uh, sorely mistaken. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. But no, I'm not a Lance fan. And again, just like you said, Evan, like, I mean, this guy's an injury. They're an injury away from potentially being in the Super Bowl, potentially winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I probably would have picked them against KC the way they were rolling into that game had they beat Philly. Um, so to me, I mean, you, you go with Purdy until it fails, right? I, I, I see in no world where they flop and go 5-12. and 12. I think they easily win 10. Um uh, as many as 14, like you said, Ev, um, I think they're a really good football team. And the way that offense works, it's just so damn easy if you can sit in the pocket and make good decisions and good throws. And, yeah, Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, but he was very consistent at Iowa State doing just that. Like, he's not a guy that's going to set the world on fire, but they don't need that. There's so many superstars on that team. And I will say, too, someone that I even forgot to mention – who had a down year last year, Debo Samuel. And people are sort of getting excited about Debo Samuel going into this year. So if he can bounce back and have a big season for them too, then I think that offense is uh, unstoppable. And then that defense is so good that we all know about. So they're going to be great again. Quickly on Debo, um, I saw something on Instagram, uh, a quote from Kyle Sanahan saying – He'd never get, gotten so many shirtless pictures from a grown man. Uh, Stebo's put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle. He looks shredded. Um, and, I mean, you think about him, McCaffrey, a full season of that scary-ass duo in the backfield. Ayuk came on massively at the end of the year. I scooped him up in fantasy. Kittle, I, I mean, everything Evan said, I'm done. They're a great team. I think Purdy's the answer. Uh, and Trey Lance... Uh, ship him off to fucking Atlanta. He's better than now, Ritter, at least. And I will say, too, now he's got such little value uh, because of all these injuries, and some of it is in his control. Most of it's honestly not in his control with the fact that they really won't play him now. And they found a good replacement uh, in Purdy, and they've always just had these, these good players. You know, Darnold in the fold there. So now it's even a question of is he QB two? He might not even be QB two. And Trey so Lance now it's Mac you... Jones. Mac Jones, if if you're asking me. I'm taking Mac Jones. But I don't even know. I might take the upside that Lance could potentially offer. I plead the fifth. Uh, I won't be the dead horse on the Niners because uh, we just touched on them for a while. I will say if they had just signed Philip Rivers, they would be champions right now. Um <laughs> And Darnold, I honestly, has looked the best of the three uh, so far. Not that they would ever start him, but he has. Um, I mean, I said I said last year Carolina should have kept him, 
and use that number one pick somewhere else. I I still don't think that that was a crazy thing. I mean, yeah, we'll see how Bryce Young pans out. I agreed with you, Evan. Yeah, that's fair. All right, two quick fire questions like we did last time. We will start with Scully. Amongst your teams that missed the playoffs, which one would not shock you to see you make it? Um, I would say would not shock me. I, I guess it's kind of a, a lob answer, but New Orleans, um, since I had them missing at seven and ten, I, I'm not anti Derek Carr. I'm not pro Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. Uh, Thomas stays healthy. Him and Olave could easily both go for over a thousand. With Kamara, it could be a pretty good offense. Obviously, we touched on their defense. Uh, so if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick them. Evan, um, it's a tough call. Uh, I honestly, you know, we've talked a lot about Chicago. I have Chicago nine. Uh, I am higher on Chicago than the most. Um, and you know what? I might honestly pick that. Um, well, no, you know, actually, I'll go Seattle just because of the offense. I have a lot of faith in that offense, and they have some good, really good young players on defense. Uh, and so I'd probably go with the, the Seahawks, honestly. I had them 9-8 and eight as my number 8 seed. Yeah, Scully and I had them in the playoffs. So we cannot pick them. Uh, I'll go with the Giants. I think just maybe my bad vibes are unwarranted, and they'll be good with the ball. And Jones will take a step up. Um, we'll certainly see. Uh, and then before we wrap, stick towards the bottom of the rankings. Any of these teams uh, that you're excited to watch, you got to pick one. Uh, probably the Bears. Justin Fields is pretty fun to watch. I I would probably be my answer. And I'd also throw the Commanders in there after the K seven made them. Um, you know, I'd say probably the Cardinals just to watch how bad they are and just to keep track. I just want to follow week by week as they continue to get pounded into the grass. Uh, they, they got no shot, and and I'm excited to see them suffer. It'll be it'll be pretty good. I knew you were gonna pick them. I'd probably I'd probably jump on the commanders train. I, I'm I'm interested by Sam Howell this year. He's got weapons. He's got a great OC. Uh, we'll see what he can do. I mean, Dan was a massive Sam Howell fan. Where did he have Washington? He had them fourth to last. Uh, not very high. <laughs> so we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Uh. So that's gonna wrap it. Next week, we will do award predictions and playoff predictions based on our initial rankings. And then the week after that is start of football. We'll do our, our normal focus games, preview the week, and fucking football's on Thursday. And that's fucking exciting. Can't believe it. I know we made it. Fucking baseball, man. <laughs> All we've had for months. <laughs> True. All right. That'll wrap it. If you're still listening, appreciate it. Catch you next week. Peace out. Adios. Put your tears away. Ain't no fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. It's what you ain't done yet. Take the keys, leave the regrets. Write your letters, place your bets. I'll be the one who would say.